0: Hey, this is Kevin from Kevin's Barbecue Joints, and welcome to Kevin's Barbecue Joints podcast. How are you guys doing? Good,
1: yeah. After uh, it's hot here, a long hot day on the truck. Yeah, we're good.
0: It's what's hot for you guys? Uh, well, it's wasn't too
1: bad. I don't know. It was it was like the 80s, yeah, 90s? Yeah, that's
0: that's real hot. That's that's legitimately hot. I think it's a little has hot it, on the truck. Has it seemed like it's because I don't know how long you guys have lived back in Oregon, or if uh, we'll we'll get to your guys' backgrounds? But is it? Does it seem hotter up there now than it ever has? Like, do you guys have longer spells of heat?
1: Absolutely. Yeah,
0: 100%. Yeah, for oh. sure. I mean, yeah, it's what,
2: mid May, and we're hitting like 90s relatively consistently. Looking at the the incoming forecast is like 90, 90, like it just dry, no wind. Like, it's, yeah, it's, and that's, that's hot. That's hot. It's, yeah, it's uncomfortable. Yeah. But we haven't been down here for a super long time, but both he and I lived in Seattle forever. And like, you know, we had stretches of, hot days but nothing like this and that was in like you know july and august not may not this early
0: yeah so. does it last till do you guys like is your october cooler there or yeah
1: oh yeah uh, september cools off and then yeah. it's it's nice again and it's honestly i mean it's like we get pops so of super hot and and it'll hit 100 close cool. off at night unlike texas it it like it gets cool at night
0: yeah i'm in los angeles and when it's hot we have multiple hot days there's not as much there's not as many trees and it because there's so much concrete it's stay the residual heat like you could feel it then like the next morning <laughs> sometimes because but we'll hit 100 yeah. 100 for like a week or two and it's just like yeah death, death
1: valley yeah yeah we're yeah. happy to not be in the city and we got this giant river next to us that we can go jump into after service
0: i saw that for your instagram is that that's right there well, yeah it
1: takes us three minutes to walk to it to to uh. the swimming pool we could get to the water in probably two minutes but Oh yeah. It's, so I mean, it's, jealous. A giant, it's a giant park all along the waterfront right here.
0: Oh, that's so cool. Well, I, I want to get to your location and I and make everybody jealous about where you guys are because it does. And it's, I'll try to put photos. I'll put a photo too of that drone shot. Was that from one of you guys or one of your friends that took that?
1: Yeah. A buddy of ours <clears throat> that does some photography took that at our anniversary party uh, a year ago.
0: That is just gorgeous. Ooh. So that people know. So it's Drew, Sam, and Brendan.
3: Correct. Correct
0: all right so it's so so Drew, do you want to start drew and then kind of orchestrate or how how do you want to i want to i want to get some introductions and learn a little bit more about your guys background
1: yeah so i'm from oklahoma sam's from texas brendan is from wisconsin and then sam and i have known each other we went to school together at the university of oklahoma uh a long long time ago boomer boomer sooner. and (laughs) he's learned (laughs) Um, And then Brendan and I met in Seattle and lived together in a house there, whatever, five years ago or something. Yeah, yeah. Personally, I grew up in Oklahoma and uh, lived there through college and then bounced around quite a bit in Dallas area for a while. And then Italy, California, and then the Northwest and Seattle. And that's where we met.
0: In Italy, you were doing, were you working on a farm or working with olive oil or? Yeah,
1: I was working in kitchens for a long time. Brennan and I both, that's our background for like our entire adult lives. <laughs> um, yeah, Yeah. I wanted to get out of it for a little bit and I found this just crazy awesome opportunity on a farm in Tuscany and went over there and worked on a farm and worked at the butcher and we raised pigs and we cured all the meat and we had a huge garden and olive trees and I mean it was total magical
0: just yeah that's a great experience Jeez.
1: and so i spent a year there doing that uh and then ended up in northern california after that and then that was kind of my segue to the, being in the northwest and never leaving
0: so this, so sam you don't have a food background or do you have a food background
3: no i don't have a food background uh in the traditional sense like these guys just always have enjoyed food and barbecue and stuff because i grew up in texas barbecue specifically i have a brewing background
0: oh yeah yeah okay uh,
3: yeah move move to uh Portland from Texas, so yeah. So college withdrew and then moved back to Texas. Uh, Lived in San Antonio for four years and did some stuff there. Moved to Portland in 2011. Started working at a brewery. Did that for almost a decade, and then when the pandemic happened, for all of us.
0: Yeah, it seems like that's what we all
3: we all sort of. That's kind of when Grasslands started to be. Yeah. So that's yeah. My background is is not in food necessarily, though some people consider fermented food product but
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think a lot of people do but that's that's Sam
1: was brewing brewing at this place in Portland and I was working at a spot where we sold beer in Seattle and then we reconnected during that time Um, and they were starting to distribute in Seattle and we hadn't chatted in a long time right and then Reconnected and hung out, and then it was like, oh, we're all into the exact same stuff. And we he came up for we like cooked some pigs in my backyard, and yeah, it was just kind of like a I don't know ten years plus or something went by, and then we were friends again.
3: Oh, we still like each other. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. And
0: yeah. which is kind of shocking sometimes. <laughs> yeah.
3: One of one of the first, or actually
2: no, it was the first time I met Sam drew and i so good <laughs> drew and i were driving down to la to pick up our first 500 gallon smoker and so seattle to portland and we spent the night at sam's place in portland and the next day he was going to be smoking a whole hog and he wanted to help cutting the head off of this hog so it would fit in this box that we had and so,
1: and he needed our cooler yeah, yeah. <laughs> needed our, like a, a
2: big cooler that we had so yeah you know, first time i met this guy he's like hey can you help me cut the head off this hog we're like all right i think i'm gonna like this guy yeah, yeah. he also gave me my first uh,
1: pliny the elder that night too oh, nice, nice. magical the night. stars the stars align yeah well i've been trying to get these guys together for a while because brendan and i were cooking together at home and for parties and stuff all the time and then sam and i were hanging out and talking about barbecue all the time and it was just like these things need to kind of come together And that, yeah, that was just a kind of a perfect opportunity. Did you you have
0: a hog box or something? Or was it a hand?
1: (laughs) No, actually, pretty goofy. So
3: here, uh, (laughs) since I'm from the fermented beverage industry, I'm familiar with these, uh, they're they're called like jumbo fruit boxes or something. I can't remember what they're called exactly. But they're these five or six layer corrugated cardboard boxes that hold 300 gallons of, say, apple juice or... Uh, pear juice or whatever that, that cider makers get and use to ferment their, their ciders or their berries. Right. So I turned one of those into a one-time use. I'll say one-time use. I tried to use it twice, but it caught on fire because it's, <laughs> I it, <laughs> uh, but I, you know, I, I did a a 12 hour uh, pig
1: roast in it. I have some photos of that on my Instagram, actually pretty cool. It turned out really well. It worked for one time. Yeah. You're doing a hog in a cardboard box. Yeah. <laughs> well,
3: I, li- I lined it with uh, fire bricks and aluminum foil and aluminum, like actual ducting tape, not duct tape. And yeah, it worked the one time. But once I moved it and like tried to put it back up without touching it, I was going to cold smoke a fish in it. And I got a, a a whole steelhead trout and processed that. I was going to do that. And while I was preheating the box, I was inside processing the fish and my wife came in yelling like your box is on fire, your box is on fire! <laughs> so that that ruined that one
0: <laughs> I thought for sure you'd catch it on fire the first time so yeah. at least you had it for one cook and did the cook turn out
3: oh it was great yeah I had I don't know whatever the max amount of people allowed over in in one place during COVID I think it was 20 at the time you're allowed to have 20 people gathered outdoors or something I did that and fed a bunch of my friends Oh, yeah that was, okay that
1: was a COVID October of 2020 yeah. yeah
0: yeah you'd be surprised how many people don't know the years of COVID like I've talked to people it's a, it, because it's it's all kind of melded into one so people think it's, yeah. it's
3: 2021
0: or 2019 like a lot of people think 2019 was the whole year of COVID but I don't even think it was even anyways so so then but then Brandon, what kind of restaurant did you work at?
2: um i kind of i kind of bopped around in seattle for a long time uh, i don't know how familiar i was with seattle restaurants but i've like 10 years or 11 years for tom douglas restaurants
0: mm-hmm. uh, i think got, i went to a he had a pizza place right serious buy yeah okay yeah i went to yeah, it once i yeah.
2: so, uh, never worked at serious buy. ate a lot of serious buy but i, I worked at um a spot called the brave horse tavern okay. which was smack dab in the middle of the amazon jungle in you know like amazon whatever
0: um, the Amazon, not the.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, you know, like Amazon. The is the business. The, P- the-, the Amazon jungle down there. I've
0: heard of it. Um, <laughs> and
2: uh, but also at a at a Mexican spot called Cantina lena Okay. We did a like the original concept was all live fire cooking, oh, so nice. there's no gas, no electric, anything. Uh, so we had a huge uh, cinder block pit set up in different spots where, like, we do, like, cook on the coals or we, like, had a, you know, thick, you know, steel flat top. Yeah, and it was awesome. But the thing is, it was right downtown. So we're pumping out all of this smoke and we're in, yeah. the, we're right underneath this, like, huge condo. We're that- mad yeah, we're just, yeah. We're just, <laughs> slightly. you know blast and smoke up to all these like rich people's condos and everything so we had to change you know the concepts but um that was really sort of my first foray other than camping you know but first foray in the live fire and just like falling in love with it like the arts the science the everything about it so
0: that's that nice was, to have
2: is it yeah yeah it, it, it gave me a little bit of head start for cooking on a on, a, on an offset for sure
0: yeah, yeah. So, did Drew and did you and Drew work at a restaurant ever together, or just knew each other? Oh, we never.
1: Work? We cooked together at home, yeah, when we lived together. Oh, yeah, yeah. You lived, and there. then uh, that was for like a year, yeah. or So, and then my wife and I got a place, and then we would have Fourth of July. We'd do a big crawfish boil, and then we started cooking whole pigs for that as well on like this spit roast thing that we had. So we would do that, and then. Uh, we catered this wedding together. Yeah. I did the food for his wedding. Did the food evening. for our wedding. Oh,
0: nice, that's cool.
1: But yeah, we got to we would do that. But yeah, never professionally.
0: Did you drive the Harper? Was it a Harper pit that you guys got? Or we got a
1: fat stack the first. A oh, fat stack, okay. Yeah, Yeah. so we got five hundred fat stack, and yeah, we made the trip down there.
0: Were um, you we- guys already three together, or was it just so you could practice, or was that something? No, that was
1: well. So in. Or uh, let's see, December of 2019, I had gotten obsessed with barbecue enough to put a deposit down on that smoker with no plan for all of this yet. And because there was like a long, there was quite a long lead time. It was like nine months or something. Uh, So I did that. Well, then when COVID happened, that's when kind of all this kind of got kickstarted and started doing pop-ups and all those things. And we were cooking on two, like backyard char griller little you know you fit two brisket on one smoker kind of thing and so that smoker couldn't come fast enough and it was end of October when we got that and uh, well, we had that Eugene trip too and yeah and we borrowed some smokers from some other people so we were able to yeah we had a couple like in the 250 gallon uh size that we were able to cook on for a little bit but yeah, when we were able to go get that 500, that was pretty.
0: Did you connect it all with someone like Matt or anybody that cooked barbecue in your area?
1: Yeah, I did in, yeah, that like whatever, fall of 2019. I took a trip down to Oregon. We were all, we we're still living in Seattle at the time. Oh, okay. Um, and that was Allie's birthday. Yeah. 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 So Sam's wife was having a birthday party. So I came down and I helped them and then went and Holy Trinity was still going. That was when I met Kyle. And then hit up a couple other spots that were in Portland. And then there was a dude in Eugene doing pop-ups. Was that against
0: the grain guy or was that? A-
1: yeah. Yeah. And he let us borrow his 250 um, when we were doing pop-ups. But yeah, that was like the first time that I met anybody in the barbecue community out here. It was pretty great. I mean, it was a small community out here. It's nothing like Texas or yeah we're in the South, obviously, but, um, man, the people out here that are into barbecue, I mean, they're, they're family to us. They're like, yeah, they're legit. Good friends of ours. Tight That's Tightened.
0: awesome. Yeah. I Just, can imagine. No, like barbecue is as a
1: whole, I mean, everybody's so open and, and we've made so many friends through the years, but it's so nice to have our little community out here and everybody's so supportive and we kind of all understand what it's like to try and do Texas style barbecue in a place where not everybody knows what it's like. Yeah. And, yeah, that's great. We're really, really fortunate out here.
3: It's really neat from my perspective, because I, I come from being a brewer in Portland for so long. And Portland was at times the beer city in the United States, you know. yeah. And uh, my friend base from doing that, how many people I met in that industry is is an example of what I look at when um, seeing what Texas barbecue is like and what. Pacific Northwest or West Coast, whatever barbecue could be like, there's room for growth for sure.
0: So are you saying that the beer community is a pretty tight-knit community too?
3: Oh, it is. Absolutely. Yeah, because I thought I thought it was. I didn't know if you were yeah. saying <laughs> like, well... Yeah, I mean, most of my friends that I, because I moved to Portland without knowing anyone, everybody I met was because I worked at a brewery, you know, and now like
1: lifelong friends because of that. The yeah. amount of people that come to the truck and Sam knows <laughs> from, like... from brewery, it's ridiculous. We laugh about it all the time. <laughs> It's just a
2: kind like every you know 10-15 minutes or something, it's like oh hey,
1: hey bud, how
0: you doing? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's cool. No, oh, that's a nice network. And it's and I think that, that network of people are cool people and they're kind of they like you said, they remind me of the barbecue community. It's and similar. They're, yeah. And they're looking for certain things. It's like special people that are special and they know that there's like beer guy beer makers that are making, you know, just basic stuff, and then there's people that are really experimenting and trying. And so it's, it's very similar when, what was the moment that you guys thought, okay, the three of us, was it just more of a, not desperation, but you know, COVID was at our, you guys have lost jobs and stuff like did What was the moment that Grasslands was born? And then how did you come up with the name? It makes sense, but how how did you? Yeah.
1: So when it was pop-ups, it was bootleg barbecue. And I remember that name for, well, from April of 2020 till so for about all of 2020 it was just pop-ups and Brendan being in Seattle helped with all of them and then Sam came up for some of them and that was where it was like okay this is working and people were coming and lining up and it was like everyone seemed to be a little bit bigger and we started like maybe this could actually be a thing so yeah over 2020 the three of us just kind of talked more and more about it I mean I remember talking to Sam on the phone and we would just kind of talk about like I don't know I I felt like I was always baiting Sam trying because he was in between stuff with COVID too and I was like you know putting this out there like we're gonna move to Hood River and maybe we could do a thing together and we could barbecue and so it really naturally all came together and Brendan's same. like you know we were both sick of the city and ready to get out oh, yeah
0: so sick um, of seattle yeah well, i'm so sick of la so i, don't, I know, <laughs> yeah. <thing>. I, know <laughs> I, mean, the, I know the feeling
1: great, <laughs> great for the time that was of, but ready to be out of the city and
0: why hood river and, did yeah. you guys have connections in hood river or something or you just knew it was fun
1: hood river came about my wife and i had been looking for a small town community to move to for a long time and mm. we found Hood river in 2019 just decided that's where we wanted to move to long before we had a plan of what we were going to do then Sam was already super familiar with it. He had been out here a thousand times because we're only in hour east of Portland. So it just kind of worked. It was like, um, it's just a great town. The community is incredible here. And yeah, when, when Nikki and I came here, it was just like game over. This is where we're moving. We don't want to be anywhere else. It's
2: beautiful too. I mean, the, the farms out here, we get a lot of our fresh produce in the summer, you know, when we can get it from local people building the community of farmers and
1: other restaurants and everything like that's-
2: it's I magical. Mean,
1: we're, we're spoiled special. It's, yeah. There's no way to put into words like how magical this place is. It yeah. really like...
0: Is that where there's a place called the thing called the Fruit Loop or something? Or
1: Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It's yeah.
0: yeah. here. <laughs> uh, I watch a lot of YouTube. Yeah. I mean,
1: cover. it's just sprawling orchards. It's absurd. In the valley of the Cascade Mountains with two volcanoes <laughs> on the south and the north of you. I mean, it's unreal. It's just... Uh... And, then, and then a giant... One of the biggest rivers in the U.S., cutting right between it. Tenth, tenth biggest. Tenth biggest. Is it the tenth? Temp- <laughs> and then in January of twenty-one or whatever, somewhere in winter, um, uh, that time. At that point, I had rented a house that was in Snohomish, Washington. That was kind of in the middle of nowhere, which is out in the woods, and that's where we were making all of the food for all the pop-ups. And the living room had seven refrigerators from Craigslist in it. And (laughs) we made sausage in the kitchen. And it was like, it was just the whole thing was a commissary kitchen, basically. So the three of us and then my wife and Sam's wife all got together for an entire weekend. And we spent the weekend at the house and talked about turning this into a real thing and it was it was just great the whole thing was like so fun yeah the conversations
3: what does it look like what's it going to take you know building a business basically and we had all obviously thought a lot about it already but it was it was the weekend that everything really started making sense coming together and
1: then life stuff too talking about like what are our priorities for you know living sustainable lives like what's most important yeah, exactly. Right. And we were all on the same page with all this stuff. And that's yeah. where, like, to me, that's the special part about that whole weekend was it was like, it wasn't just, oh, this could be a successful, profitable business. It was like, mm-hmm. this could be a thing that we could all be really happy doing.
0: Which is know. unique, which is something that a lot of people don't have. You also were uprooting your lives somewhere, too, which was exciting mm-hmm. and fun, but also, you know, it's a challenge. Sc-
1: scary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> okay. it was a convenient time. That's, to the, do that's the real reason. way to say it. Everybody's lives were already uprooted. And so it was kind of the kick in the pants that. Yeah, it
0: was already weird too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Whose idea was the name Grasslands? You know, um, yeah. yeah. You're used to naming beers and stuff. So you're.
3: Yeah. You know, I don't know. It was just kind of one of those deals where there's the business side of it where you need to, you know, get a trademark and make sure that you're not, you know, naming your business something that already exists and all of that. But then there was the like, well, what is not pigeon, pigeonholing us into like a two block radius or a region or whatever, not that we're trying to take over the U S but like, you know, but yeah. And then, then just, you know, on and on, I remember giving a pitch. I don't remember exactly all the details. Well, uh,
2: I, I remember you saying something about like, you know, this, that's where all of the, all of the meat that we're cooking, like these are for the most part animals that they they're living on grasslands, you know, yeah. like the the cattle the the pig like they're they're eating the grasses and everything and I mean that was a huge seller for me also it's like it's not like a lot of barbecue spots are like aggressive like you know badass manly names (laughs) we didn't want to be that like we're we're just three normal I don't know like chill dudes like we're like we're not
3: aggressive at all we're all all beta males so
0: (laughs) (laughs) four of us. (laughs)
3: <laughs> thing of it was was like we're all from areas that were grasslands. Austin is a uh, you know central Texas is a grassland, mm-hmm. uh, you know, plains City, of Oklahoma,
1: Memphis plains, yeah, you know Midwest, Dallas but, yeah. familiar areas to us, uh, and they're all so grasslands as
3: a whole. As you know, people start worrying about the earth are so important aquifers and aquifer recharge zones and everything you know just all of that stuff. Just yeah. Grasslands dependent, and I don't know. It it sounds like a good name
1: too. Uh, it's not. Yeah.
0: It's a vibe too. It's a, it's it a
1: stretch. A, it was hard. It took us a long time to, because it's just like just choosing something. It's so many, so many. I don't know. So many reasons not to, and coming up with stuff. It was like once we got it, we were like, great let's do it we yeah, love yes. this yeah. let's let's move it on seemed, to cooking barbecue again it seemed, because it's so permanent you know, you know that's what i was just, gonna
0: say yeah it's something you keep for yeah. everyone what are you guys it's drinking it's right better. now just because i'm curious What are hey, we again. drinking yeah what are you drinking at the moment that way I maybe give a shout I out just yeah uh,
1: ferment. these are uh, ferment beers from our, our friends at the uh at ferment brewing which is where we're parked right next to we're using their office right now to yeah. do this because we've we're in a truck because the truck is 100 degrees on the inside of it right now, and yeah, they have AC in here. Well, there I
0: appreciate it. No, because I thought I thought we would be doing this outside, and I was like, this is potentially. I kind don't of want
1: to but it's too loud.
0: Yeah, no, no, it's always too loud. It's it sucks. I love it. I love outside. It's really cool, but you know, the wind or whatever could cause problems. Or yeah, well, if we were outside
3: right now, you'd hear like bald eagles screaming. Yeah. Other <laughs> cool. Awesome yeah, stuff. I mean,
1: literally a week ago, I was over here at their office and. We walk outside. I mean, 20 feet behind us is the river. And we walk outside and a ball eagle does come down. Like right now, we're uh, just you know, scouting these ducks down there. I mean, we see uh, it. It's stupid how, how crazy this place is. Out here.
0: That's amazing. Well, that, and that's, uh, it, that's also ideal, too. I want to get to it, like, to your location a little bit more. But for people to, if they're coming into Portland or they're in, that, in the general area, to make a side trip out to you guys and... Just enjoy life for a few days and enjoy something different. I think it's That's everyone's it. so stuck in there. Yeah.
1: That's what we're trying to kind of get out there because we are, we're not in the city. You know, you can't just go to Portland and like take a Uber to us. But at the same time, we're only an hour east of Portland. And well, what, 56 minutes for you? Oh, 59. 59 <laughs> minutes from <laughs> Sam's house. Yeah. Yeah. You get on one highway you parallel the Columbia river the entire way it's you go through the cascade mountains, the national scenic route. Exactly. I mean, it's just a drop dead gorgeous drive. And then when you get here, we're at the base of Mount hood. We're on the Columbia river. There's this beautiful water park or um, waterfront park right next to us. And then we've got ferment brewing, we have frame brewing, we have some other great neighbors with some restaurants down here. There's all this space, and it's just like, I mean, it's a it's a really great place to be. And, you know, again, back to the, like, we live in the Northwest, and not everybody's super familiar with barbecue and making an entire experience out of it and going and waiting in line and all that stuff. And But we do feel like we're in an area where we can try and help perpetuate that because you can come out here. Also, in Hood River, there's no... There's no law against open containers. So you can just have beers wherever you want in town in the entire city.
0: And it's uh, like, are you serious?
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, it's great. And so, like, okay. we have this huge grass lawn in front of us, and wow. you can just get cans of beers from the breweries and bring them over there. And, and it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be in like this licensed sectioned area and whatever. Anyways, it's a great place to go make a trip to. Mm-hmm. And, you know you can kind of there's like there's just so many other things are
0: there any little hotels or bed and breakfasts or
1: tons plenty Um, oh that's cool yeah i mean downtown's like you know adorable and yeah brick buildings and cool renovated hotels and then there's on the outskirts there's you know a best western and a holiday inn and all the things i mean it's just they're really like and not far from the airport yeah 45 minutes from the airport is that
0: pdx is it or not is it PDX. pdx And, I've seen the,
3: it on you, ticket. <laughs> you talked about the Fruit Loop. We're talking about breweries. There's world, world-class wineries oh, too. Oh like, yeah, that's true.
1: Whatever you're into, mostly can be had here. Yeah, the wine is really, really I mean, this is a really special wine growing region out here.
0: Where, where is is Willamette Valley? Is that more on the west side? Is that
1: or was they considered? The most, it's kind of like
0: and, goes down to Eugene or something. I know. I was trying to it, figure it, out. Yeah. So.
3: Um, I, I learned this when I moved to Portland but uh, I got corrected several times but it's the Willamette damn it <laughs>
0: <laughs> no you should be well, like, you should hear me mispronounce uh Texas Texas names like yeah. I yeah. butchered the shit out of it okay yeah. Willamette okay. Yeah, wow. thank you for telling me now
1: before I yeah, move yeah. up there that's a separate area from where we are that's yeah what that's, that's about an hour hour south
3: of uh Portland okay in general i mean obviously it's a large area yeah that is becoming the new like hot wine growing region in the yeah. u.s i think but we have so what happens here is it's a the columbia river gorge and so in washington which is on the north side of the river you know there's cliffs they get x kind of sun and then on the south you know on the south side in the oregon side they get y kind of sun and so there are all these different varieties of grapes they grow here pretty well and get like little special treatments depending on like river bins and stuff. Yeah. Not unlike stuff in Germany on the Rhine, you know? So it's, it's just kind of a cool,
1: cool little magical place. Just like a thousand little yeah. tiny ecosystems. Yeah. You know, because killer. of all the hills. Yeah. An hour or every mile East of the mountains that you go, you lose an inch in annual rainfall. And so okay where we are which is probably 30 20 to 30 probably 20 miles east of the edge of the cascades it is a drastic difference from right over there i mean when sam drives out here it's like rainy forest basically yeah, yeah just pouring rain in in cascade locks and then it'll be dry here and then you go further east of where we are and then it's i mean you get to desert Desert, like, right yeah 30, 45 minutes. Yeah. And it's high desert, like high elevation desert. It's pretty sweet.
0: Yeah. Completely
3: that's different than, than uh, you know, West Texas or New Mexico or Arizona, Eastern California, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a different desert scape. Wow.
0: That's killer. Is, it, is that the area that wants to secede from uh, Oregon? <laughs> it
1: is yeah they want to become
2: part of Idaho, Idaho so... or yeah, like it's like yeah super yeah super Eastern Oregon Washington. they always want to become like what oh, no. greater Idaho
0: or something yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> not, that' I won't I don't think that'll happen. can you guys see then Washington is that across the river is that oh, yeah. Yeah. I live in Washington,
1: yeah. yeah, oh, you do, yeah, I mean it, I live in so the river and white salmon, the river's Oregon, white salmon is Washington. I can be to work in seven minutes. And I live on the Washington a side. A bridge, or... bridge and it's just kind of like it's a little hub. Okay. And then he's in Lyle, which is 15 minutes. Don't dox me, bro. <laughs> I'm just kidding.
2: <laughs> <laughs> which is yeah, so I, it's, for me, it's like yeah, 20-minute drive
1: okay. to work, and I'm on the Washington side, but Lyle Bama. But it's it's it is,
2: it is, it is. it's a completely different ecosystem from where Drew lives, mm-hmm. you know. Like it's, it's oh, well,
1: I'll text him and be like, is it windy over there? Yeah, right. <laughs>
2: what's the temp i mean look it's funny like on forecast like where i am you know, like i said 20 minute drive to work but i'm on the other side of the river and you crazy. know 15 yeah 15 miles east there's like usually a six seven eight degree difference or there's sun or, or it's sunnier where i where i live as opposed to where i work you know like it's it's absurd it's great out here
0: wow that's weird And but then you're in portland you're actually living in portland
1: yeah, I, I still yeah. live in
0: Portland. I'm not going to put this on this, but is Portland on fire? <laughs> like
3: no,
1: Portland... man. No, put this I was on fire. there. Portland is not on fire. Portland <laughs> is not fine.
3: I was anticipating this question. Yeah.
0: I just wanted to say it. I was like, I just wanted to, because I actually, I had no. heard something
3: recently. Portland's obviously the poster boy for a lot of stuff, but Portland as a city, if you're a normal human, is fine right now. And and actually, you know, like a lot of cities have Los Angeles, Seattle, whatever. A lot of cities have a homeless
0: yeah. Seattle is crazy. Yeah. I have a friend who lives up there. Yeah. yeah.
3: So, yes, that does exist. But
1: Austin, the, too. But it's the same as any big city. Yeah. Same as any big city. Yeah. yeah. It's totally blown out of proportion. Yeah.
0: Especially if the weather is livable outside. If you can live outside.
1: Oh, yeah. it's great. Yeah.
0: Like Buffalo doesn't have like a big homeless issue <laughs> yeah. <Well>, because you're <laughs> lot, they all die. Like, <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. well, I mean, yeah. I I came from Texas and I'm not a huge fan of the, you know, hundred plus degree heat. And I love it in Portland. Uh, uh, yeah. the, the summer that we moved, my wife and I moved from San Antonio, yeah, 2011. I think it still holds the record for the number of days in a row that it was above a hundred at like 64. Wow. In, uh, in a row.
0: Yeah. I think we've had 28 days or something here, which was just it was not you, you just want to crawl away. Yeah, yeah it's that's okay. when everything starts, the grid starts to, to yeah. die because things but then also too, I remember getting off the plane in Portland and driving to wherever we go maybe to the hotel and looking outside and seeing moss on oh, yeah. and yeah. I'm like, there's moss on the ground, right? Like yeah. that's how much rain they're getting here. You
3: yeah. don't you don't drive your car like if you have a you know fun car or a motorcycle that's outside or something, you don't drive it for a month. Moss is on it, growing. <laughs>
0: That's amazing. That's crazy. Okay, so you're all so okay. So now I know kind of where you guys are are at. How did you guys formulate your menu? What was your menu at the beginning when you're
1: doing pop-ups there? The beginning was just a pretty typical offering: brisket. Uh, we've always made our sausage mm-hmm. pulled pork. Pulled pork, because um, sorry, Daniel Vaughn, but everybody buys it and it pays <laughs> rent. <laughs> yeah. yeah, But I would say you know we're very proud of our pulled pork. At the same time, we use this really cool Cajun tasso rub on there. And it gives a lot of depth and spice to it. And, makes an you know,
3: awesome sauce for the
1: sandwiches. That's right. Yeah. I mean, we, yeah. we sell the sandwiches. It's the thing we always joke about that because it's like one 32 o'clock hits and it's like, Pull can pork. we get some pulled pork sandwiches pulled going for y'all? It's what everybody <laughs> orders, but then we'll eat the sandwich for quality control. And it's a damn good sandwich. Yeah. It's a good
0: delicious. pulled pork sandwich is awesome.
1: Yeah. yeah, we we pull all of our stuff to order we leave the butts whole and don't pull off until someone orders from it and
0: well, that's the way you do it yeah
1: we've never done a lot of pork ribs um, mostly just space and then also you know we all have valued our sustainable livelihoods and don't want to do a 2am rib shift and so we generally we do ribs every once in a while getting it now Oh, and chicken. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We do we just do stew boneless, skinless thighs. Honestly, I mean we brine them and marinate them and it's what we eat the most of. They're it's, it's are they
0: are they blackened or something? Or do you or have like some kind of black rub on it or something that you um do we, now, do, right? we do
1: we do um uh we don't well we do a blackened seasoning on um like we'll do game hens and stuff and we do do that on there. For these ones we just do hot sauce and olive oil and bunch of black pepper and then brine them and allspice and bay leaves and yeah, yeah. and then, what, and then what, made
0: you, what made you guys want to do sausage from scratch at the beginning because
3: it's fun it's cool yeah. we like doing yeah. it
1: yeah <laughs> no, but who
0: knew how to do it was it because well, well it in, from
3: italy or what, how did you
1: i'd made a bunch of sausage previously i got to help open this restaurant in dallas called lucia um mm-hmm. james beard finalist right now actually incredible restaurant um chef dave there is just an unbelievable chef, and we made a bunch of sausage there. We did all of our, okay. all the cured meats that we served there were all made in house, and it's just a, a phenomenal place to learn. And so I had experience from that, and then uh in Italy making a bunch of sausage and also more like cured meats and stuff, and and then Brendan made a bunch of sausage at all the restaurants that he worked at, which is about twenty more than what he listed, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, and then uh, yeah, one of the first times Sam and I cooked together, we made andouille. Uh, in my backyard and That's it's fun. just fun yeah it's like yeah, it's fun yeah it's a fun way to do barbecue and serve a meat product but be able to play yeah yeah, yeah experiment,
0: experiment, experiment and,
2: yeah. yeah just how many flavors and different fun things you can just pack into like one little like you know third of a pound link is yeah. just last like yeah. like we're talking the, the cheeseburger sausage that we're talking about doing yeah like throwing
3: actual pickles in there like will this work i don't know let's try yeah. <laughs> we that out. well plus just like the you know running a business side of it we have oh, you got trim. Yeah, trim. you know uh-huh. obviously everybody knows you know but we have meat that we need to use for something and it makes sense to make sausages out of it
0: yeah and sustainability is important for you guys too so it's all kind of goes we don't
3: waste we
1: don't waste much yeah we don't yeah yeah. maybe like last week we had a couple couple orders of mac and cheese and we took it up to our friends at the brewery right and but yeah we really that's a big thing we pride ourselves on is like we don't we try to have our model of our business be where we don't waste anything and it's taken a while to you know we have to educate people that that's how why we works and why we sell out of food at two o'clock or three o'clock whatever
0: and you guys were progressing towards doing what you're doing did you guys say i formulate a specific menu that you thought might work for the region or is that or are you guys always seasonal like what i know because you guys come from restaurant backgrounds and then also because of brewing your menu makes sense to me but what was the
3: well these guys can probably speak to it better than i can but to answer your question it wasn't like a regionality or a seasonality thing it was more of a, a space limiting you know being on a truck having a smoker having two fryer baskets on the truck having you know x amount of cold storage and things like that that's kind of where and, and it wasn't like suddenly we sat down and penciled out like here's what we're gonna do and here's oh, what yeah It was, you know, it took a minute.
1: Yeah. Well, we did farmer's markets when we first moved here because we were still waiting on our truck to be built. And so from February or uh, March to June, middle of June, we only did farmer's markets and pop-ups because we didn't have the truck. And so that kind of helped because that was like all of us were doing all the food, everything. And so the menu definitely kind of, we'd like... Coalesced a little, yeah, and and figure, you know, oh, farmers market. Well, we're up and early, so we like, did some breakfast stuff, and but yeah, so it definitely kind of came together for that. That was also limiting because we had even less ways of serving. Oh yeah, farmers, you know, under a tent and was a couple of tables. Less
0: storage, and
3: yeah,
1: and yeah. You know, we were having to do breakfast items. And we're doing breakfast, yeah, yeah. I don't miss
3: the pop ups.
0: Were <laughs> those at farmers markets in Oregon or in Seattle?
1: In Hood River, yeah, okay. yeah. We moved here in. February, March of 2021, basically within a couple of weeks, we did our first Mm pop-up and then started doing the markets because like everything, oh yeah, because we thought our truck was going to be ready way sooner and then it was Mm -hmm. delayed. So then we did the farmer's market for a little bit, uh, which ended up being so perfect because we were able to meet all the farmers that we buy. I mean, in the summer, 75% of our produce from local farms. Yeah, we were able to like meet some of these people and develop relationships with them and Serve our food. food to them, and so I mean the menu honestly has always just been kind of natural, like it's never been a okay, let's do this this is this is our cost on this, and so we're gonna run this menu yeah um, I, I mean, I don't know, I think with us having a bit of a background of just kind of roughly knowing what we can do and what things cost, yeah, that helps margins and stuff we were able to. You know, I mean, most of the time we just cook whatever we want to, just in the ass. And then
0: we're like, why did we, <laughs> why yeah. did we do this? You know, of course, yeah. but doing the farmer's market's great because I'm, I was thinking about the fact that people that go to farmer's markets are people that like to stroll and buy food from places and wait like a little bit of line. Like it's so, <laughs> it's that, there are it's already built in whereas they're not coming to you and then waiting in line. It's already, they're at a farmer's market. So it's, and then they eventually probably started coming specifically for you and then they can get other things
2: yeah yeah we got some of that Same it was nice and plants. you know the people also that go to farmers markets are the people that you know i, mean, I don't want to generalize but that yeah. care about where their food comes from that quality care food. about local quality stuff which mm-hmm. is basically like what are like what we want to put out there like yeah. the people that we want to you know pop knob yeah
1: barbecue is not cheap so right you know yeah. you need people to to really care about
3: what they want. Uh, our our uh, plan B on naming was local quality stuff
1: barbecue. <laughs> 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 barbecue. <laughs> case in point, like, you know, when we were the first summer, we only had our 500 gallon smoker. And we, one of the things we put on there was the pork belly burn ins that we do now. And we put that on the menu because we smoke the bellies ahead of time and then chill them and cut them up, and then chuck them in the deep fryer, and so we were able to cook the bellies before mm-hmm. the smoker was full of brisket, and have product that we could serve throughout the week. Shout out uh, Woodshop Barbecue, where I worked in Seattle, because they taught me that method. I don't wanna...
0: Oh, you worked at Woodshop?
1: Yeah, for three months. Uh, oh, I was cool. going to work in 2020, and then COVID happened, and uh, yeah, and yeah, I can't say enough about, uh, Matt Davis, the owner of Woodshop, is just he was the most supportive and encouraging person I've uh, for us getting started to have someone you work for for three months. That's to, nice to know. To tell you to do this thing, even it's the same exact same thing that he's doing, it was it meant the world to me. So that's uh, huge. Yeah, I learned a bunch there, and they're great people. And uh, but, anyways, that's we got that uh, that method from them, and then. Fast forward, we started doing it because it was the only way we had have product, and it's now like, besides brisket, maybe the most popular thing on our menu item. We make this like ginger soy vinaigrette that we toss them in after they come out of the fryer, and it's kind of just um it brightens it up, and yeah, it looks, it looks pretty good.
0: too. It looks, it looks cool.
1: Yeah, yeah, they're awesome, I and mean, we don't eat them ever because it's so rich. I eat like one a serving. Like <laughs> you know, yeah, I, I know
0: it's, no, it's a rich thing. A
3: bit,
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's so, I don't know how people eat pork belly so much. It's so rich. Yeah. Well, it's one of the
3: things that that I hear that, that, well, there's two things on our menu that I hear people come come back like, oh man, like this thing, like I wasn't expecting that. And it was, it's the pork belly burn-ins and the Tex-Mex slaw that we do uh, just because people have an idea of what it's going to be. And then it's completely different. Uh, so it's, it's pretty cool to see that.
0: Mm-hmm. What's, what's in the Tex-Mex slaw?
1: Slaw is, well, credit to Sam for the name, because it just works. And... Uh, <laughs> what? Is <laughs> that was Sam's name? I thought it was... I thought it, No, right. sorry. That was Sam's. I and, love uh, <laughs> you uh, green cabbage, kale, and shredded carrots. And then... Wait, we, Say that
0: again. I was talking over you. i apologize. Oh, apologize. Uh,
1: green cabbage, kale, and shredded carrots. And then we make a... We just call it black chili vinaigrette, but basically we just burn a bunch of dried chilies, kind of like a salsa matcha. And... Mix that with rice vinegar and garlic and And some other stuff. It's a secret lime, lime lime juice, juice. and then uh, so that's the dressing. And then we put cotija and toasted pumpkin seeds on top and pickled reds reds. because why not? Uh, But yeah, it's awesome. I mean, it's it's bitter from the burnt chilies and it's got a little bit of sweetness and a lot of acidity and it's very much not.
2: Uh, it's not a creamy you know like yeah. heavy flaw. it's like bright acidic which works great for like fatty meats yeah.
1: yeah yeah we like it a lot it's the only side that we always serve now yeah it's the we had enough people that staple. were just pissed when we didn't have it on the menu so oh really yeah, we have the slaw and then everything else rotates
0: how many pits do you guys have now
1: we have that 500 still and then we got a thousand from harper last uh March. oh just a year yeah a little over a year ago yeah, yeah. Um, well that, that's I,
0: why i thought you had a harper okay so you have a harper yeah. and you have a Bestai.
1: yeah yeah the harper man we love that pit. beautiful it's, yeah we're spoiled it's cool to like get buy a west like a, a smoker from a west coast company and then have it just be Yeah. So it's not just like oh we're happy we're supporting someone from the west coast it's just like i mean he could he could hang with the best of them. So. Yeah,
0: true. It's like, and it's, so it's interesting that I I, of, I still feel like they're a sleeper company. I feel like not everyone, I guess, because the, the big guys in Texas, people just know their names.
1: Yeah, right. Don't I mean, know, Heritage has like four of them.
0: When did you guys hook up with the brewery for that location?
1: Um, the brewery, well, that just kind of fell into our lap. We were able to, um, we didn't know where we were going to put the truck when we got the truck. We've done a lot of things where we're just like, let's, hope this works out <laughs> it um, seems like it. it's cool it's
0: good
3: well actually like um we were taught hood river was obviously the goal and there were options for maybe across the river or whatever but i i came out to do this is really cool i like the story and i want to i want to say this guy's name on here but we i drove out to to scout and i was like this is the place i don't know if it'll be possible for us we don't even exist yet and so ferment brewing that we're parked behind. I just went up to get a beer. This insanely beautiful grass field is there. And so I was like, hey, do food trucks park here in the summer? And the and the guy that was working, this this guy named Jose, who still works here, um, was like, oh yeah, food trucks come around, like here, yeah, just email. And and then so we did. And then I don't know, months and months later, you know. When we get the truck in place, I come up and Jose's like, "Oh, hey, Sam," and like remembered my name and everything. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it was great. I didn't yeah. know that story. Yeah, no, it was, it was incredible.
0: That's a big deal. Like I can't. Like I'm terrible at names. That's that's smart. And actually, it's it's, it's like a great business thing too if you can remember people's names uh, like, like, yeah, or like connection wise.
1: Sam's the king of that. Oh, good for you. People will come up to the truck. And it'll be four months before they come back and they've been once. And he's like, Hey, Jerry, how you doing? <laughs> it's, it's on a, and Red joke about it all the time. It's just, it's crazy how good sure. he is at
0: it. So, so then with that, then that's, that's the connection then it, it, it just works and serendipitously it just happened.
1: Yeah. We reached out to the property management group and our buddy, Aaron, who owns the uh, pizza restaurant that's here at the waterfront also helped us out a ton when we were first moving here and was just really welcoming and put us in touch with the building and that's solstice you know, pizza yeah. yeah shout out to solstice <laughs> yeah <laughs> um it just yeah it just worked and uh, we had a little bit of like our instagram resume you know that i think can yeah. help so when trying to get our truck that doesn't exist to be at a <laughs> right place um it just worked out um <laughs> and now, yeah, I mean, we couldn't have we couldn't ask for a better place. Man.
0: But what do they do with the grass field right now? Like what does it like when they
1: water you, it and keep it beautiful? Yeah.
0: That's all it what what would it have done? Like just been there for people to hang out on? Yeah, I mean, that's guys. exactly what it is. It's just oh, a, I love that. a really that's
1: nice good. grass area for people to set up blankets and there's some picnic tables. And I think this year they're gonna try and build out a little bit of shade. And but yeah, ferments, like I mean, you can they have a big giant open patio outside upstairs and so you can take our food up there oh cool um, and get beers from them you can also get beers from them and bring them down to the lawn and eat out in the field and it just yeah it just works i mean and it's right as you enter the waterfront And right. like everybody drives right by it and i mean it's just been a really great place to try and start a business and and we couldn't ask for better neighbors out just oh they're great they're, they they help us out in so many ways and they're just good people to see on a daily basis. Yeah. And we're Saturdays and Sundays currently. Oh, you
0: are Sundays too. Okay. I don't know why I thought okay. So it's Saturdays and Sundays. Okay.
3: Yeah. And then and then in the heat of the summer, in the heat of the summer, in the uh in the bulk of the series, <laughs> uh, we're we're Friday, Saturday, Sunday.
0: Okay. All right. Shows what I know. So but right now, so right now you are Saturdays and Sundays.
3: Right.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah Ah, okay. Cool. So that's is that does that make the most sense too for the brewery too? Is that their when they have the most people or it's
1: just the waterfront is like, it's just really busy down here on the weekends. And during the week, it's just not as much yeah. for us. I mean, if we were, you know, if we were serving food that didn't take 16 hours to cook, right. maybe we'd be open more days, but to do all of that work. And then, I mean, we still work Tuesday through Sunday just to be open for, of course, you know, it works for us. We're able to, for the most part, I mean, it's just three of us. We don't have any employees and, we really dialed it back. Sam and I both had kids last year, and so a big priority for us was to really dial in the hours so we can be at home. And we've been wow. able to make it work. And you know, none of us really wanna work more days. I mean, it's already it's so much work already. Oh,
3: yeah, yeah. Service. Well, and it, it doesn't make sense at a certain point to have a a Wednesday service with mm-hmm but like left leftover reheated stuff
1: or like a super limited, no, you,
3: deal, you know, so
1: uh, we're not going to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Fridays are kind of our day. Once we do those, we can do more like sandwich specials and fun stuff when we're not getting crushed on brisket. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we don't do brisket on Fridays when we, when we add those, we just, we got to have one day where we don't have to.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, no, that's a lot. Yeah. Are you guys opening? Do you open at 11?
1: 1130.
0: And are people lined up prior?
1: Sometimes. Yeah. It depends on the day. I don't know. Yes. Yeah. It's
3: kind of a goofy deal where, you know, 11.14, there might be one or two people there. And then by 11.15, there's six. And then by 11.25, there's 30. You know, everybody just kind of shows up. They know to get there before 11.30, but there's not quite the, you know, Franklin's barbecue cue yeah.
1: yeah thing although sometimes i mean just last saturday people got there at 9:30 yeah, or something yeah. and waited in line and but it's cool what's awesome to see is that people are starting to embrace the idea of it and so they come with lawn chairs and they come with beaters and they come with friends and like they just decide hey we're going to go to this beautiful place mm-hmm. and we're going to hang out in a nice area and it's a thing be- and there's so much to do here, and it's just it's fun to see that because that's that's our hope. Yeah, looking out here. I mean, we love our people that come. I don't know how they eat barbecue every week. God bless them. But
0: um, well, it's once a week. Well, yeah, and we
1: get the people who are windsurfing for four hours out on the river, burning ah. crazy calories, and they come and put down three pounds of brisket.
0: And- yeah, they're starving. Do people kite kiteboard there too? And
3: that. Uh, yeah so yeah, it's the windsurfing capital of the world I believe so one I have some friends who uh also <laughs> interesting they were into the windsurfing in San Diego and uh moved up and it's one of those deals where because we're in this gorge the wind is always like correct it's always you know going in the right direction it's it's very reliable and so people come from you know British Columbia, California, whatever, and stay here and, and do windsurfing if it's not super cold.
0: Wow. So, so are you guys open from, is it from May to or March? What, like, what's the, I know it was an M month, right? Like it's, March, March, to,
1: uh, uh, December, basically. March to the week before Christmas, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So last year we were open until the 17th Ooh. of December and then, closed for all of january all of february mm-hmm. and then reopened at the beginning of march but that's the other thing is like it's just not worth it to be it's not worth it to be open in those months give like we're gives us a nice long break after going hard <laughs> in the summer and it's cold and snowing and My drive is dangerous, his drive is dangerous. i mean, the highway. Yeah, Yeah, you don't want that. Down in the middle of the winter sometimes, and it's just not worth it.
2: Well, yeah, and we wouldn't, there aren't as many people here. I mean, I forget what the exact numbers are, like (laughs) the way that the population in Hood River, like
1: goes up over summer, but it like. They say 8,000, there's eight to 9,000 residents in Hood River, uh, and it goes up to 40,000 in the summer all that's, the were just here for like those 3 months of the summer it's just it's insane
0: are you guys collabing on stuff or are you guys making your own beer or
1: but yeah all the collab beers have been super cool and they're all come from Sam's brewing background and
0: are you guys making your own beer sometimes or well
3: in a way i mean we don't have a brewery yeah it started with the ferment one you know they were going to be our landlords our our truck was going to you know in a way they were our landlords our truck was going to be right behind the brewery uh, you know, literally 30 feet to the door of the brewery or something. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, started talking to them and our other friend, uh, my friend, Charlie, like he sells malt. Uh, one he started an email, he was trying to sell malt and also connect, you know, the breweries together. So we did a collab with them. And then it was just like, we should do this and make weekends out of it and, uh, you know, take the truck to population centers and uh, let those people get tastes of our product, you know, let them know we exist, et cetera. Uh, and so we started doing one, we, we decided to do one at uh, ruse Brewing in Portland. Our, my, my friends, our friends, Sean and Devin own this fantastic brewery there. We do that like every Halloween weekend. So we make a beer with them. You know, we kind of beforehand, we design a beer, go down, make it together. And then when it's ready and is being released, take the truck and the smoker there and do a whole weekend at their place. Oh, that's cool. You know, we we have a busy weekend in Portland. They have a busier weekend than normal in late October. Uh, so it's kind of a win-win deal. And then same after a break uh, up in Holy Mountain. uh um, Seattle. In Seattle.
1: So we do that. We drive up there. That's where we did uh, the bulk of the like bootleg pop-ups were at holy mountain
0: okay and
1: we've known them for a long time and they're just fantastic people and have been so supportive from the very beginning and and that was honestly i mean i don't know personally to get to do this kind of thing with them i mean these are all of these places we're talking about these are world-class breweries and to get to on the same ticket as them and and to get to work together with them is just it's a it's an honor it's really and for clarification when sam talks about how these beers and stuff come together brendan and i go and hang out and drink beers while the brewing is happening and we pick up bags of grain and we dump them into a mill and take a photo and then sam sends all these emails and talks recipe development and all this stuff that we don't understand Mm -hmm. And then explains it to us every time we do this, and then we remember like one more piece each time. Um, but but that's the cool part about it is that like it's these are they're true collaborations because of Sam. Like yeah. we it's not just oh grasslands guys are friends with Holy Mountain guys, and so Holy Mountain made a beer and put our name on it, and we exactly it like it's I mean, the last Holy Mountain beer, it must have been. 20 emails back and forth discussing all of the recipe and all the ideas and all these things and from people who are genuinely like excited about how the end product and then it all comes out and then we have a party and then it's like, but it's a real, it's so fun to taste these things. Yeah,
0: yeah, how fun is it? I was gonna say, how fun is it to taste that beer after all that, yeah. And they're all
1: brewed with the intent of being served with barbecue. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so they, you know, we don't do like some big smoked stout because no one wants to drink that with brisket right? right but we you know lighter pilsners and lagers and dark lagers and i mean the holy mountain went dandelion dandelions and peppercorns yeah, it's just,
0: <laughs> which of course you expected uh, <laughs> so, but, th- but then also too didn't you guys kind of orchestrate some dishes to Use beer in them at all, or like a sauce with beer? A little bit.
3: So we've got a couple things coming up that we should talk about. Actually, um, yeah, this Saturday. I'll back. yeah, I'll go in reverse. So uh, this Saturday we're going to be at Freem, uh, Freem Family Brewers. They're also right here by us, They're about two, three hundred yards away from our truck. Okay. Um, World class too. We're going to their barrel aging facility where they have like you know fooders and. Just giant barrel things and cool ships where they do wild beers, all this really rad, awesome stuff in this big facility in this little town community called Cascade Locks, which is uh, 15 and a half minutes uh, <laughs> west of here. And uh, so we're we're driving the truck over there. And we're, we're doing a big event on Saturday with them. Uh, we didn't make a beer with them this time, but we did make sausages with their beer and we're going to smoke them with old barrel staves we're doing that tomorrow we made mm-hmm. the sausages already but we're going to smoke them tomorrow
0: that's cool so we're doing
1: a casa uh sausage which is like an austrian street food sausage oh nice brawursty and, and stuffed with uh swiss emmental cheese and, and then we put a bunch of their lager in there with it and Yeah, and then they just brought us. (laughs) They just drove the forklift down with a bunch of barrels the other day, and Sam cut them in half, and and then we're just gonna smoke all of this cold smoke them with the barrels. When the barrels are, they're old wine barrels. So we got a couple
3: different kinds. There was an old, there were a few old bourbon barrels that that are charred inside, fifty-three gallon. They were charred inside, then used to age tequila. And then these guys oh, wow. got them and aged a, a mole chocolate stout inside of it, and so we're gonna and then get we're just gonna burn them. <laughs> yeah we're gonna burn them. and then we we also got some french oak uh barrels that had red wine in them, I don't know what type uh and then they they made like a, a Flanders red wild oh, yeah. ale in it oh. uh, which which is just we opened those up, they smelled so amazing, yeah, ah. We're doing that. None of that flavor profile stuff will transfer. Yeah, just, just <laughs> it, but, but it's, it's fun. fun.
0: It's still fun, and I hate you guys. I really hate you guys because it just sounds like <laughs> no, it just sounds like I want to be doing this. Like this, it just it sounds so creative, and you could do so many different things. And it sounds like you're connecting with people that are all creative types too. That's
1: the, that's the best part about all of it is that we literally, when we do these events, whether it's the brew day or the actual events. We just get to go hang out with like-minded people. Yeah, and It's community and yeah. it's, you know, it, it like we do this because it's fun. Yeah. And, you know, we can somehow turn these things like this into our job and our work days. And, you know, it's just, it's fun to get to do. And the people that are involved with these things are just amazing.
0: Yeah,
3: the awesome. other thing we have coming up, we, and actually this is this is May seventeenth. I don't know when this podcast is going to drop for everybody, but yeah, yes, yesterday May sixteenth, we made a beer. I'm not going to say what. I don't know if the brewery wants to announce it yet or anything, or or if they have or not. But uh, made a beer with Grand Fur Brewing, which is our friends uh, Whitney Burnside and Doug Adams. They opened a brewery. They just got some awards in Oregon, in Portland, awesome. in in Port- Yeah, it's in Portland. So we made a beer with them yesterday. Um, we're going to release that beer June 20th?
1: 21st. June 21st. 21st, we're going to go out to their restaurant and do a big old just fun yeah. barbecue menu. Use their kitchen and serve a bunch of food and release the beer. Yeah. That's cool.
0: Will it be called Grasslands? Or?
3: It'll be like a, you know, it's always like a Grasslands by whatever brewery. Gotcha. Kind of, you Not know,
1: But yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. Again, same thing. Just like I mean, Whitney's just uh, one of the best brewers in the state, and just getting to work with them. And yeah, Doug's all Top Chef famous, and but most importantly, just an awesome guy. And from Texas, from Texas, Texas. Uh yeah. Sam for a long time, and we've been talking about doing this for a long time. It's just just fun shit to do.
0: Yeah, fun shit to do. No, it just now it just you talking about all these breweries and stuff makes me so much even more excited to to because I, I i know it's the hub and i know there's other places now that make t- like there's tons of places that make beer but it just i forgot about how great that scene was in oregon and how important it is
1: yeah i mean we forget yeah. often too and we just get we're so spoiled mm-hmm. yeah it's it's special yeah i gotta yeah definitely riches
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: well i wanted to and what's what's your favorite thing on your menu or what would be or like ideal platter or ideal meal that you guys could recommend to somebody if they came.
2: I mean, I would always get a sausage, like well, I don't know, a couple of slices of lean, a sausage, slaw.
1: If we're doing the spuds, get the spuds. Chicken's a sleeper really, that we Chickens always tell people. Good. Um, I mean, generally the specials. I mean, that's why yeah. most people, you know, like. But... <clears throat> Especially like, yeah. especially now, now that stuff is growing again. I mean, we—it's way too much work. But we—he means vegetables and stuff. Yeah, vegetables. Yeah, like we get—you know—we'll get a fresh sheet from farmers on Monday, and figure out what we can buy, and then figure out what we're gonna make with it, and mm-hmm. how much we're gonna buy, and then try and turn that into something by the weekend which is, you know, challenging, but it's, I mean, the produce here, we, we talked about this when we, when we moved here, we were excited because of the opportunity just to get to work with local farmers and not just, you know, buy from the big producers or whatever. But we didn't realize that it was actually going to be just this unbelievably quality food. And I mean, the, the produce is the best we've ever worked with and we're constant yeah. and everybody here, because wow. they're all, People of their craft, they're just getting better and better and better every year. And, but the growing region that we're in, it's really, it's, I mean, we keep talking about it, but it's just unbelievable. And it's a produce four we get parallel stuff, right? Yeah, okay. exactly.
0: Is that like is Hudson Valley? No, Hudson Valley is not that. So just, it just reminds me of people talking about Hudson Valley and how. I don't
1: know what they're doing you know there. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: well, it's just a perfect ecosystem. It just seems like it's, there's, it's a bunch of microclimates and,
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah yeah like And it. everything grows here even if the windows are short like we get all of the stuff and um, uh, you know and we're stubborn and so like we won't serve corn until corn's in season right even though like tomatoes i want to eat esquites like year-round yeah. but we wait till the sweet corn is ready and yeah, same thing sounds... with tomatoes yeah we won't serve tomatoes until they're ready but then it's all tomatoes all the time yeah. <laughs> all <laughs> we're like, do- all we're doing is cutting tomatoes and like Trying uh, to squeeze in trimming brisket around just cutting tomatoes. And this guy we have, killer tomato guy, yeah,
3: <laughs> Evan, his is his name, a killer tomato guy's is uh, Instagram handle. He is doing a really good job. Like we're we love the tomatoes. He's Dynamite. Good.
0: Yeah. Is he out of your area, or is he up in Portland?
1: No, they're all here. That's yeah. like all there. All, Jesus. The, no, the 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 quality stuff. We're we're right where it is. I mean, we half the time we have to drive to the farm. Because we're also a dumb barbecue truck and we order like nine pounds of something that's not worth them driving down to deliver yeah. to us.
0: You and have so, to go. Yeah.
1: You know, what we'll is but we can drive twenty minutes and see our friends and pick up stuff from them and
0: yeah. go on a farm and it's uh, That's yeah. nice. Yeah. Yeah. Huh.
1: yeah. it's you'll see when you come out here, but it's uh it's yeah. special.
0: No, it's and it's funny because like I mentioned to Drew, I just there's been a number of people that have said I want to go to grasslands. Like even Evan Leroy, my the interview I just put out today, he was listing a bunch of places, and grasslands was one of his places he wants to visit. It's because people are seeing what you're doing. It's special, and it's. I'm glad we finally got a chance to to talk. I know your schedules have been weird, mine has been even weirder. So it's. I'm, is there anything that we haven't touched on? Because we're close, getting close to almost a half an hour and a half. But what would be? Is there something that you want people to know about what you do that we haven't covered? Or
1: I mean, I don't, I don't
3: know. know.
0: We're just out here trying. We're all pretty good at sports. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is there a sports team in the
1: area? No, we're just not, not really.
0: Out. I'm um, joking. Yeah. No, do you guys, are you good at uh, what? Uh, uh, Frisbee golf? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh,
1: yeah so. these, these guys are real good. Yeah, yeah. I try. <laughs> these, but yeah, we do play disc golf. Yeah, you know what's disc funny? Golf, is I,
2: what's I love disc golf and I moved out here not really knowing that it was like one of the windiest places in the world, <laughs> so it's like it's tough going sometimes. You know, you're out there 20 mile an hour winds trying to how are you supposed to chip, yeah. you know, 20 mile <laughs> an hour winds the frisbee,
1: yeah. but yeah. I don't know, I make the most of it. Whatever. Yeah, speaking of when <laughs> we would love to invite. Any and all barbecue people out here to come absolutely in the summer wind, yeah, and uh, get a taste of what that's like because it is uh, very challenging at times. Yeah, yeah unique challenge.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: You, oh, you want to invite them to come out and help you cook <laughs> or watch yeah, you cook? Oh, yeah, okay. well, and
1: and just but well, we've also yeah, I mean like well Scotty from Scotty's Whole Hog came out. Um, oh, cool! Party and we went to Charleston in November for Holy Smokes and got to meet a bunch of people out there. And uh, oh, that's cool. Yeah, so we're just uh we're just trying to get everybody to come out here and experience how awesome it is and cook with us and hang out and do the thing.
3: Yeah, I guess yeah. that's more more uh more connection. We we
1: thirst for more you know, like what Texas has. And yeah, we don't get to just drive an hour and go check out all the places that no. like, yeah, we can do. And so it's,
3: so come on, bring it on or, yeah. or invite us to their things or whatever. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, just more connection. Yeah, that, that would
3: But you know, yeah. <laughs> this is great. Right.
0: We'll see you up here soon. Excellent. Yeah, I'll see you in, a, in probably uh, eight weeks or so. so okay, that's okay. Rad. let us know. Awesome. Right, cool. I'll let you on for sure. All right, have a good all right. one. All, right. all, all right. right, take care, man. Thanks, Kevin.